Welcome, welcome to the Lighthearted Podcast Adventure with four pastors who discuss God, His Word, and some other stuff. This is Pastors, pastors Live, a Rev FM production from Water Springs Church, Idaho Falls. Here now are Pastors Dave, Ty, Shane, and the other guy. Hey everybody, welcome to Pastors Live. It is Monday. It's a mess mess in here too. It's Monday. It's a messy Monday. Messy Monday because James spilled his coffee (laughs) all over the place. That's why we can't have nice things. And now we locked him out. And we locked him out when he went to get stuff. So now... He's coming back. The door's making noise. It's a mess in here. But we've got a, a couple great guys in the studio today. Uh, we got <laughs> Pastor Shane is here today. Hello. It's a really a good thing we actually don't have cameras in here right now. Uh, we got Pastor <laughs> Davis here today. God bless you. And we've got uh, the other guy. We got uh, Pastor James Just is here today. Just cleaning my mess up. Yeah, it's messy Monday. I don't, Thanks listen, to Pastor James. I don't like to throw people under the bus, as you guys know. And I, I hold Pastor James in the highest uh, of regard. Um, I'm just looking at that cup that he's drinking from. It, it, it's weird that it doesn't say greenhouse. Greenhouse. You Coffee judge the outside. Yeah, I know. House. You yeah. judge the outside, but you know there's yeah. certain. I judge with righteous judgment. That doesn't say greenhouse. Yeah, it doesn't say greenhouse, <laughs> brother. That's uh, that's just truth, bro. Simeon, so, what say you? I'm just yeah, saying. Say, you know, it, it's look no at Shane, it's look at Shane's cup. No wonder it spilled. Look at it says what. Greenhouse, greenhouse coffee. coffee. Now, why and does it Matthew say greenhouse 5, coffee? 16. I have the word of the Lord and greenhouse. Right. Yes. Can I, your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven As you by go going to greenhouse. Let's see, let's see what scripture is on Pastor James's cup. It, 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 <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> Wait, no, may I say so, a word in my own defense? May I? Yes, you may. may. Yeah, okay. li- Mike, 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 too, you're hot. Thank you. You're live. Hi, go Gary. Ahead. How you doing? I was at the... <laughs> hey. Can you... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, so Dave, this is Shane. Today has been <laughs> today has been insane. Yeah, last been night all of the drama at church, the spiritual warfare in oh, the yeah. lobby and parking lot was insane. Uh-huh. Today and it's spilling spilled over. over. Yes, and, and I literally as you know spilled one of the prophets spilled over. Who, cup yeah. spilled over. That's a, that was a prophetic cup. There spill. you go. So wow. that was well played, by the way. You're Thank not, you. You're not gonna now lay on your side in your birthday suit in a skillet, are you? I, there's no cameras, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I, James, so for good. people who don't know, that's uh, one of the prophets did that. Okay, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have great. to ask you to cook with a certain material for yes. the rest. Of- <laughs> <laughs> yes, keep that and, like, going. You know if you know. Right. Okay, if you Gary, know, you know how you doing muffin. today, Gary? Hi. Help us out. You doing good? Do, doing great. Muffin, that's oh, hilarious. Good, Gary, I can't hear you, by the way. Yeah, you yeah, seem to be not coming low. through the headphones. Really? You know? yeah. Yeah, oh, there's, you're, you're, you're okay. very low. Okay. low. There you are. There, there, there it is. Okay. You've never cooked with a uh, with meadow muffin fuel, have you? Uh, no, no. You've never uh, been quite that poor. Uh, no. <laughs> no. no, really. I love meadow muffin fuel. That's, that's right. really good. Hey, again, you know if you know. Hey, <laughs> pastors you know, live. Man. Pastors live at the Rev. <laughs> FM. Pastors live at the Rev. FM. Hey guys, today is a very special day because today is National Read the Bible. Bible day. So if you time. don't know, it's because you haven't been reading your Bible. Like what? So here, here's you a great question. Yes. Uh, for write you know write to pastors live at the rev.fm and let us know what is meadow muffin fuel and where did you find that in the Bible? And remember, this is a uh, this is pastors live, right? So just think exactly. about your. Think about the words you choose. Christian program. Yeah, it's a Christian program. That's all right. But it's, it is, uh, and I don't know. Worth a free cup of and, and I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know how we got back to that 
after it's National Read Your Bible Day. Because that's where you find metal muffin fuel. Oh, okay. You'll also there it find is. me okay. and my Bible at Greenhouse Coffee as well. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, sir. A lot of and by the way, we do I'll let you guys know one of our uh one of our sponsors is Greenhouse Coffee, twenty two ninety nine oh. E seventeenth Street what here in Idaho getting? Falls. Surprise. And so We've and that's why and that's why we're so confused as to uh James's so choice of coffee, second, but it's been a day. So. Second half of my testament to myself in my defense is that one of my appointments came and picked me up because Tina has the truck. Oh. And I said, I got to get back to Pastor's Live in just a few minutes. And he goes, well, where can we go? Well, in that amount of time, there's a place that happens to be three minutes from here. And I was respecting the everyone's time. Here, where we have greenhouse coffee in the kitchen? No, sir. Uh, so <laughs> so that, that's a, a minute question. away. I have yeah, a question real yeah. quick. Sir, it's a serious question. Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about St. Arbuck's. Um, I was is that a new one? Because I just saw that the other day. I was, no, I was that's been there for quite a, a few while. Years. Yeah, it's been there for a few Seriously. years. Seriously. Yeah, I've never seen yeah. it. I was putting gas in the car the other day and I looked over and went, oh, well, there's a new St. Arbucks across the street. That's because <laughs> in our reading the other day, you are innocent in what is evil and oh! good in what is good. Oh, <laughs> good. A little Romans. Well, fun time, guys. I'm out of here. there today. That's, that's good. <laughs> hey, guys. So listen. I love you, James. <laughs> uh, we love you, brother. And by the way, just so you know, I, I brought this today from my house. I made greenhouse coffee this morning and I... And I so therefore, uh, you can take a picture Whether and send this to Steve, just so you know. To just cover like, up the other picture uh -huh, that was taken? Yeah. Uh, I just figured we'd do that. <laughs> and that's not so, just any cup. That's a Yeti. This Those is a cool Yeti. Cups. And, uh, like, that'll stay hot until the rapture. Right. right. And when I'm done it. with it, I just hook it to my... I got a little clip right here. I just hook it to the back of my backpack, and I'm good to go Look for the rest you, of the day. Man. I started thinking that through. and But we had... Lori and I had a... We had a terrifying experience. I don't know if you saw oh, the picture yeah, I online. I prayed for you guys. Yes, man, thank right? you. That was yeah, the, that was the, ex, the espresso is, machine is, at the house died. Is Lori okay? Lori's okay. We prayed through it. The God medicine, a moment of comfort. The God of all comfort, you know, uh, brought, came to us as our espresso. God of emission. all coffee. espresso espresso machine died at home, uh, and so it was. It was. It was sad. It was very, very sad. Hey, we had comments and questions that came in last week. Uh, we've got great Bible readings today. Uh, by the way, I love First Corinthians three because it says yeah, there's okay, no greater foundation right. that anyone can lay than that which is laid, which is mm. Jesus Christ. Jesus is the foundation, and when you think about why it's National Bible Reading Day, you think about that passage. Jesus is the living Word of God. In the beginning was the Word, uh, the Word was God, the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and in Him we beheld the glory of God full of grace and truth. And so read your Bible, that's how you get to know Jesus. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Uh, but uh, at the same time, um, we also had these great comments and questions that came in today uh, and over the last few days, and we wanted to get to a couple of those. And I know Shane had one over there that's like, it's like cut and paste and put all together and, yes. and stuff like that. Yes. So, so yeah. this came in from Mike and Driggs, and what it's up, from our doing, discussion Mike? the other week about, um, you know, having some purity and caution in your relationships to protect that purity. Right, right. And he he writes in. Oh, boundaries. Um, yeah, like boundaries, yeah, yeah. exactly. He writes in and he says, he loved hearing that conversation about driving our wives or your wife to Christ and protecting your heart before marriage because right. it really it really touched his heart, he said. And then he also goes on and he says, Pastor Shane mentioned the importance of not fooling around before marriage because mm -hmm. that's someone's daughter, right. sister, and someday wife. 
Love the analogy, but how do we teach our kids of this importance if it wasn't something we had experienced ourselves? Oh, that's a great, great question. Oh, that's a good question. What do you guys yeah, think? I, I think because I didn't experience that. Um, Same. I because you know I you and I kind of have the dark to light testimony mm-hmm. where we may not be able to speak to that as much, but I I know that I what I've tried to do is prepare my kids to face the things of this world, to face all those temptations, and to face them uh, in Christ. Um, and of course, with repentance, and and of course, with truth and, and honesty. But um, and, but Dave, you grew up in a different environment. I sure did, yeah. Um, and, I was blessed. And so I think for me, yeah, when you don't experience it, it's hard because you it takes a lot. And you know, even Lori and I, we've been married for over 30 years and we're still working on our marriage mm-hmm. and because there's just stuff that both of us brought into our marriage that just wasn't healthy and, well, and there's and, stuff and that so, breaks yeah. i mean yeah. i'm not being facetious your your espresso right. uh maker you know went south the other night right oh and yeah we have great when we you, have great marriage analogy now for <laughs> of that. course you don't because maintain you something don't, there it is there it is yeah you don't you don't in, um, introduce something into your home right. and think, oh, good. Well, for the next fifty years, that machine's going to last. No, they they have a shelf life. They have attrition. Um, they become obsolete, right? Right. And even in our marriages, there are things that break. There's you, you spring a leak. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Or the elasticity uh, wears out. And so, what do you do? You work on it. You fix right. it. Uh, Sylvia and I've been married forty three years, and my dad, you know, used to say stuff like. You know, when he would say about him and mom, he'd say, Gene and I have had 40 happy years of marriage, and that ain't bad out of 45. Right. <laughs> you, know, you do have rough patches in right. your marriage. But, you know, someone, someone, someone says, well, how have you stayed married for, for so long? I mean, you want to have these great scriptural, you know, fantastic answers. Bottom line is because you decided to stick with it. Right. Because when I was an idiot, Sylvia said, Sticking with you is is better than starting on a new model. You yeah. know? Well, yeah. and, and that's there's a lot of yeah. stick to it, and that's the people what people don't understand about this whole idea of like we're going to move on. I'm going to divorce my wife and get a new wife get and a or new a new model. husband, yeah. a new model. The problem is is you're borrowing trouble. That's right. Because I've asked men who have been married on more than one more than once. I've asked women who have been married more than once. Yeah. I says, "What's the one regret?" They said that I didn't stick with the first one sure. because it would have been easier to fix that one than deal with the messes I brought in with the rest of them. Right, sure. right. I mean, that's that's just reality. If you've been married more than one time, uh, you know, you know, you know. And but I'm a, I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I struggle now when I do premarital counseling, and I'm looking at two people that have been divorced multiple times. Mm-hmm. Right. Because but no, this is the one that's gonna. I'm like, I'm sure you felt about that way with the last one too. So yeah, it's like, what's the common what, denominator in the failures? And what's different this time? Yeah, what's different this time? Yeah, I, I and, make them tell yeah. me. You have to tell me. Yeah. What's different about her, or what's different about him, or what's different about you guys together? Yeah. Than the last marriage. Yeah. The difference right. is the new false hope in this new person, as yeah. if they right. could be oh, the one. Oh, wow. yeah. Well, yeah, that's but no, James, that's, it was. Yes, that's, yes, that's truth, man. That, it's true. That's man. truth. But You're like, right. for me, You're I, right. I had a situation where um, I had a, I had a, a couple. They both been married over four times, mm. and I asked, "What's different now?" And it was really sweet because they said, well, it's not that she's different or he's different. It's that, that I'm different sure. because we are both now Christians. Yeah, we, we were never Christians before. And now – and we can't go back and fix because all of our – all of our – everybody else yeah. is remarried. So we're yeah. like – 
and you know, and these are these are these are young people. They got married the first time. I think they were both like eighteen when they got married, and then twenty one, and then twenty seven, or whatever. So they were in their mid thirties, and they were both like, "We've given our hearts to Christ." Yeah, that was the most bizarre premarital counseling I ever did because we had to kind of dig dig through some stuff right. to make sure that they're ready, that they were ready, yeah. and yeah. that they really were transformed. And they were trans, and they're still happily married. And right. I, I think and there are some people that you years. look at them and think you guys are really great friends, right? And you think you're supposed to get married for the third time or whatever it might be, right? right. And you think, you know, you probably have a great future as best buddies and friends. And hey, you wake up in the morning and you call each other at each other's apartments or homes, yes, and go out to breakfast. That whole thing may come unglued. <laughs> When you slip rings on each other's fingers, because man, there are some problems, and you're just not ready yet. I, right? It's yeah. hard to well, say. Well, and, that to and coming back to the conversation about our how do we protect our kids, we have open conversations like these. Yeah. That's where I was going to go. Um, you know, just because you haven't experienced something doesn't mean you can't know about it. Right. Right. Yeah. I have not experienced you know severe famine, but I have knowledge of areas of time and areas of the world that are experiencing famine. Right. And so we have this beautiful thing. Called the word of God, right? Dun, dun, and so the best thing that you can do for your kids, in my opinion, is one, you start with what Ty was saying, be open and honest with them about your struggles. And you, and you don't have to be, you know, completely transparent as a parent to your younger kids. But super authentic. But you need to be authentic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You need to be real with your children and share with them the failures that you had and how you have regrets about those failures. And then Beyond that, you need to make sure that they understand that the the word of God, that God is the authority in the yeah, household. That's your final authority. Yeah, and right. And so, when God is the authority, and we listen to what He says, and we're real to our chi- we're real to our children, and say, "Hey, this is where I was disobedient to the Lord, and I regret that." It holds. Hopefully, it'll hold a reverence in your child's heart towards God, and not to mess around. Yeah, it's also impossible to come up with every scenario and everything right. they might face. <laughs> right. right. You know, yeah, guys, yeah. I, Give me the foundation of the word, yeah. I haven't done this in quite a while. And since I, you know, my the clock's ticking for me, I'm going to do it one last <laughs> time. I'm going to quote Hank Hanegraaff. And uh, <laughs> I quoted him last night with a couple I was. Yeah, did I really? I, I like. Yeah. Oh, you did? I did, yeah. I wish I had been there. Yeah. Yeah, Dude, so i love the bible answer man and then when hank came along i loved the bible answer boy so <laughs> <laughs> so one of the questions he got quite a bit was should should we study world religions you know so we so we can know what their false doctrine is and he said here's the thing you should become so familiar with the truth that when a counterfeit right. looms on the horizon, you'll be able to spot it instantaneously. So a charge to parents is familiarize your children with the truth found in mm-hmm. scripture. Right. Because oh, then whatever the anomalies are, whatever the new situation is, you know, they're going to have that foundation of truth to compare it to. Right. Because while may, I think most of us in this room never had to deal with uh, the temptation of, of pornography at our fingertips on a phone or apps like Snapchat or other things like that that provide complete, you know, uh, privacy. In our, in our youth, you're saying. We didn't yeah, yeah. To. In our in our youth, we didn't right. have Growing that. up, yeah. We, we faced other temptations in the same ballpark, but not like our kids are facing. Yeah, it's and so, so accessible now, man. It would have been hard to talk to my kids about something exactly comparable, but to say, flee youthful lusts. 
Yeah. That's a truth found in scripture. And that's the one and 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 possess your vessel with honor as Paul says yeah. in Thessalonians. Exactly. And live yeah. radically as Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount. And you yeah. have those truths to guide you so it doesn't matter if Snapchat or some right. other new invention right. that truth will still guide you and protect you from whatever the new thing that's coming at you. Right. You know, that's um, so good. Last Friday, uh, the 18th, was my wife's rebirthday. Mm. And that's a really important date for Sylvia. I mean, it's always important for everybody who's born again, right? But her birthday, you know, she was born into a non Christian family. And um, by the time Sylvia and I met, um, she was already into the do your own thing, you know, follow your Zen kind of business. Uh, she was a full-on hippie. And then when she came to faith in Christ, August 18th, 1976, um, it changed everything for her, right? Changed everything for me, obviously, right? <laughs> but that changed Sylvia's life, uh, and it changed her eternity, man. And so when we got married and we had five children, and it was interesting, you know, because Sylvia had experienced all the stuff of that the carnal flesh wants to experience, right? And she was very careful to never um, uh, glorify the flesh, to glorify sin with our children, right? So they all knew, oh yeah, mom came to faith later. Mom wasn't raised as a Christian, right? but they didn't know her the details of right, her testimony the yeah. until they became adults, right? You know, right? Um, and so I'm, I'm with you guys 100. You don't have to get into the gnarly R-rated NC-17 details, yeah. you know, with your children. But I think it is important for for our children to know. Hey, listen, um, I've been around the block one or two times more than you, and I've seen what the world has to offer. I've seen what the flesh has to offer. I know what what our enemy, who is a roaring lion, roaming the earth, seeking whom he may devour. I've seen what he has to offer, and what I can tell you is this: I have put my faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Your enemy has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but Christ has come to give you life and that more abundant. It isn't yeah. just, okay, become a Christian and wait till you die because then you get heaven. No. Being a Christian, you know this. Every guy in this room knows this. Um, being a Christian has done more, uh, <laughs> given you an adventurous life. You've done things. You've gone places. You've met people that outside of Christ you never would have gone, done, or met. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think... I think when you truly understand your identity and the covenant that you have with the Lord, right, because yep. of Jesus Christ, yep. when you step in and you fully cannonball in, it changes everything, man. Right. It changes everything. But when you only have one foot in and, and right. you're lingering, so to speak, that change might not come as drastic or fast. And that's what we talked about over the weekend. Right. Uh, the teaching was entitled Cross-Eyed Culture. Right. That um, Paul wants us to be cross-eyed. Right. He wants us to fix our eyes on the cross of Calvary. Man. And, mm -hmm. and that it was on Wednesday everything. as well. Set yeah. your minds on Christ, the things that are above. Yeah. Set your minds on the cross. It's it's all going together beautifully. And I love Colossians 3. There's verbiage in that chapter one, it's it's just so simple. Yeah. It's so straightforward. Yeah. But I love the verbiage that that Paul says with the put offs and put ons. He says, "Get rid of these things and strip off these things." There's action, and so when when we respond to the Lord, I made the comment that it's not just an emotional ebb and flow experience. It's a covenant, right? We're we're 
accepting a new covenant that Jesus Christ has provided and we're signing um, an agreement. And so I want to get rid of the things that were former because I no longer identify with my my past life and what my past desires were, I choose now to identify with Christ alone. And that's, it doesn't happen overnight. You're right. It doesn't happen like with a snap of your fingers, but the, the, the more that you strip off the old man and the more, um, offensive you are with that man, the, the adventures that await and the opportunities that God wants to give each and every one of you listening I can only imagine. So yeah. are you saying I, I there's think, some... I think you meant to use the word proactive, not yeah. offensive. Yeah, that, sure, that's proactive word. is a better word for it. You, you, what you meant is you meant in the, in other words, I'm driving being on the offense, offense. Yeah. being on yeah. the offense. Exactly. Yeah, I don't want to clarify yeah. that Pro- Yeah, that's a listening. better yeah. way to yeah. proactive approach. I'm glad you approach. said that because I thought it was offensive. Yeah, good. Well, yeah, I did too, so I wanted <laughs> to clarify the that. The gospel's yeah. offensive to those who are perishing. <laughs> yeah. So there's some personal responsibility. You can't just use that little excuse. I'm just an angry person. I'm just a bitter person. It sounds like there's some responsibility. Responsibility there's when he no, says, "Rid yourself of all rage, malice, bitterness." Yeah, so right. there's there, no yeah buts. Well, oh. and, well, yeah. The other the other day, I was uh, where well, we were dealing with some stuff with all the road construction the other day, and and I I was walking by Dave, and he asked me how I was doing, and I was like, I was honest, but I was out of line. Yeah, I was I was upset, and that being in that space, that being upset was out of line. I I didn't need to be out of I didn't need to be out of line in that moment. But that's putting off malice. It's yeah. putting off anger. Our our response should be joy and the joy of the Lord, regardless of the yeah. circumstance, knowing that our God's got this. I got peace with God. I man. got peace with God. You know. So, and I appreciate it. I could be, you know, I could be, you know, authentic in that moment. But that authenticity moved me to a place of where I needed to bring hang, myself hang to some confession. I'm removing so. my comment about you. Off of- <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. <laughs> Hey, everybody, listen, you're loved, your family. We're out of time for today. We're going to leave it there. Hey, we'll talk to you tomorrow. It's going to be a wonderful Tuesday tomorrow. Hey, just remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. God bless you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Read your Bible. Pastors Live is a Rev FM production from Idaho Falls, Idaho, and is made possible by the Ministry of Greenhouse Coffee. Send your questions and comments by email to pastorslive at therev.fm. Then listen for their response on another episode of the lighthearted podcast adventure, Pastors Pastors Live. Live.